everybody. Welcome to another Monday. A fresh bracket, <laughs> a fresh tournament, a fresh ep of the Tournament Podcast with Nia D'Amelio and Trent Dozier. Wow. Oh, I'll try and put an air horn in there. Actually, I don't really get sound effects. If someone wants to tell me how to do sound effects instead of me playing my keyboard, that'd be great. Did you get any response to all the dings for the mentions of mtv's I a did. challenge shout out to my friend teddy jones for texting me and saying that he could tell i i took great joy in editing the podcast which was not a direct call to the ding specifically but um i think that's what he was talking about yeah well um last week was a lot of fun thanks to everyone who listened last monday and friday where we revealed our initial po- uh bracket which mm-hmm. was which streaming service is the best streaming service. And then Friday's episode, of course, revealed uh, what streaming service won that bracket. And we're not going to tell you who it was. You got to go back and listen to that episode. Thanks to everyone who voted um, all week on that. We have another uh, fun bracket this week, I think. It's another... I think this bracket's so fun. (laughs) I think this episode will be three hours long. Oh, my God. If you let me go. No, I'll be I'll be in control. I'll keep this well <laughs> under an hour. Um, this week's bracket is another eight seater, and it is which decade of music is the best decade of music? Few caveats before we start. Sure. Potentially only one, but uh, well, I think one big one. But there's a lot of sub caveats in it. Is that you and I are close in age. We're both millennials mm-hmm. living in America. Living in America. Mm-mm. In 2021. And so I say that to be like, would someone else from another country from another time have a different opinion about this? Mm. Yes, of course. So there's, you know, this is just how we feel. Music and this has been my this has been my long complaint about the Grammys because people know that I love award <laughs> shows and they're always like, "Do you watch the Grammys?" And I say, sometimes I watch them, but I usually say, I, I don't know how to judge music in the same way that we judge movies, mm. Mo- like or TV mm-hmm. or like what music is like in our bones. Yeah. M- music is so primal human beings there's all kinds of music from all kinds of cultures music has lasted for since the beginning of like time do you know what i mean so it's just so hard tale as old as time (laughs) we're gonna get sued big time (laughs) if you keep singing those i'm gonna be anything that you say on this episode that makes me think of some lyrics i'm probably gonna sing it um okay okay let's get into the bracket let's jump right into it let's not waste no time so i'll say why don't you get into the bracket yeah because i you suggested the matchups yes because there's no seating right so this bracket is a little different uh stark contrast to last week where there were seeds this week there are no seeds and um i thought it would be interesting so so here's who's in the bracket uh, we got eight decades, the 1940s, the 1950s, the 1960s, the 1970s, 
the 1980s, the 1990s, the 2000s, and the 2010s. So all of those years would be, for example, in the 1940s, we're going from 40 to 49. Mm-hmm. 10 years of music for each. Um, I thought, I didn't really know how we would, you know, find a way to seed these. Like last week for the best streaming service, we just seeded them by who had the most subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, in the future, future brackets, we will seed stuff by like previously done lists or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I, I didn't really see a way to do this mm-hmm. other than straight up having the decade that bleeds into each other going one-on-one in the first round. Head to head. Yeah. And then um, second round being basically the decades you're the closest to. So essentially, here's what we have. Mm-hmm. The left side of the bracket, we have the 1940s versus the 1950s mm-hmm. and the 1960s versus the 1970s. The winner of those two matchups will go head-to-head. The right side of the bracket is the 1980s versus the 1990s, and the 2000s versus the 2010s. And then the winner of those two matchups will go head-to-head, and then from there, we'll get a winner. I thought it would be interesting to kind of automatically have the finals be quote-unquote modern music versus quote-unquote old-time music. We're guaranteed a finals of something from the 1970s or later versus the 1980s or the 1980s are later versus the 1970s are earlier, mm-hmm. which I think is a fun dichotomy. That's really fun. And I think people have diverse tastes. Like, I like all of these decades. Yeah. I have, I like more, some more than others. Yes. But if you love music, this might put you to the test. You know, you're going to have to say, kill your darlings a little bit. Yeah. I it's... love that phrase. I wish I used it more. I don't... Have you ever heard of it? No. not Literally not until right now. Kill Your Darlings? Honestly, it sounds like a name of a band from the 2000s. Oh! Maybe it should be the name of my band. Shout out to my real band, Delushi. Please text me if you're listening to this yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay, well, that's pretty much it. Do we want to break down the matchups and Would love. guess what we think might might be going on here would absolutely love to break down the matchups and to help you all in case you're like i don't know anything about this decade i've compiled a list of top 10 artists from Mm -hmm. each decade so Mm -hmm. we'll we will consult the list as needed Mm -hmm. um just to give you guys a sense of what we're dealing with so you want to start in the in the top left as always all righty so first matchup is 1940s and 1950s. I feel strongly about this. And I have no opinion. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, my vote would be the 1950s just because it was closer to when I was born. Wow. Well, there's that's one heck of a reason. Um, I personally would say the 1940s. I think the 19... For a few reasons. One, just because I think I prefer music from the 40s you've heard me sometimes i listen to music when i write at night in bed and then trent tells me the next morning like heard you were listening to bing crosby all night or whatever the the music from the shining what's that song the moonlight the stars and me (laughs) midnight the stars Stars by al boley and his orchestra i think that's actually from the 1930s that particular recording but it's got a very 40s vibe 
The 1940s, the number one artist was Bing Crosby, followed by Glenn Miller, then Tommy Dorsey, Sammy Kay, Harry James, Jimmy Dorsey, Perry Como, Dinah Shore, Kay Kaiser, and Frank Sinatra. And I would say the majority of those people are are would be followed by and his orchestra. Mm. So a lot of these artists are big bands, except for the vocalists, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, Dinah Shore, Perry Como. Um, so you've got, you know, it's like the 40s old standards. You've got like Billie Holiday, Ella Fitzgerald, um, jazz stand, jazz and like what people might refer to as the great American songbook. Trent's, Trent is... Trent's gone comatose. He has absolutely no, nothing to say. Um, I wasn't alive at the time. I think also, though, I'll say that I think that the 1940s, and this will be a nice transition. Watch my segue. The 1940s is a much more cohesive decade in American music than the 1950s was. And mm. that is because of the... Uh, the advent of our favorite genre my rock favorite genre roll. yes my favorite genre and your favorite genre rock and roll yes um yeah me yeah. do me doing a little more research uh the 1950s i'm not voting for because <laughs> it's closer to me in age i'm voting for the 1950s here because the music is better and there's rock and roll <laughs> Which is what I am all about. I stopped listening to music after the year 1970, and I wasn't even born until 1990. So, I'm I'm an enigma. Yeah, then a I rock mean, and roll enigma. We actually have for this decade, we have two different top ten lists. One is sort of the classic rock and roll players that you would expect: Elvis, Fats Domino, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, the Everly Brothers. Bill Haley and his Comets, Ray Charles, Buddy Holly and the Crickets, the Clovers, and the Platters. And I included that because it's so important, right? Mm -hmm. It is vital. But Elvis Presley's first record wasn't until, I think, 1956. Mm. There's a whole six years before then that we have to account for. So we have another list right above it. And Elvis is still number one. But then it's Perry Como, Eddie Fisher, Patty Page, Nat King Cole, Pat Boone, Frankie Lane, Frank Sinatra, Guy Mitchell, and Fats Domino. Fats Domino, the only one other than Elvis to cross over from the rock and roll list to the whatever this other list is, mainstream full decade list? Yes. Yes. I would say probably like radio. Again, just sort of like the standards list, Elvis and Fats Domino bookending those lists mm -hmm. i just think the 50s was not you know it wasn't a cohesive time in music there were rumblings but some of the great rock and roll wouldn't come until the next decades sure and is that a segue yeah is that I, also a segue well here's here's what i'll ask you do you think the 1940s or the 1950s has what it takes in our votership to beat yeah. out whoever wins between the 60s and the 70s? No. I don't either. I think that the 1950s will win this matchup, even though I disagree. Yeah. And then I think it'll just get obliterated by the 60s or the 70s. Sure. Whoever wins that. I mean, that's... Ugh. I can't even... 
we need to move on because I can't even. Well, let's I can't do even. It. Let's move on. I can't even begin to tell you how upset I am that I'll have that we all have to choose so early between the sixties and the seventies. Yeah. When my dream bracket is the sixties and the seventies in the finals. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I almost wish that we did like the seventies versus the fifties or the forties and the sixties versus the other, just so at least we could get to the sixties or seventies. You're right. I think the sixties or the seventies, whoever wins this matchup is easily going on into the finals Into the final, and, and could pose a threat to win the entire tournament. Potentially. Potentially. Um, okay. The sixties, the top 10 artists were the Beatles, James Brown, the beach boys. Nia ever heard of them? Uh, we're going to put a sound effect in for the beach boys because it's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. In the world, just like the challenge is Trent's favorite thing. I love MTV's The Challenge, Wednesdays at <laughs> 8 Eastern and Pacific. So the Beach Boys get a little something. I'm going to have to figure that out. And I'm so excited to compose the Beach Boys' own mm-hmm. ringtone. Uh, okay, the Supremes were fourth, mm. followed by the Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan, Aretha Franklin, Elvis Presley, oh, still around. Still hanging on. Sam Cooke at nine and Jimi Hendrix Jimi Hendrix 10. coming in at 10. He was great. He was an experience. <laughs> that's yeah. A, that's a really that's, good joke if you get it. That is a good joke. That was his band. <laughs> Jimi well, Hendrix and the experience. Explain the joke. Okay, oh well, for those God. who don't know... Then they For then you gotta look it know. up. Then you gotta look up Jimi Hendrix, and now people are all of a sudden listening to all along the Watchtower, and now they're more musically educated. Wow! Trent just got Pretty sucked cool. back into a vortex to go back to his Mad Men job at 1960s <laughs> marketing. <laughs> um, uh, the top ten for the 1970s were Stevie Wonder, Ooh. Led Zeppelin, Ooh. Elton John, mm. Pink Floyd, the mm. Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones taking fifth place. In both decades. Impressive. Uh, number six, the Eagles taking it easy. Number seven, <laughs> Marvin Gaye. Eight, Queen. James Brown at nine. And The Who at ten. This literally, like, I, I want to um, die. I'd like to pass away, simply. <laughs> because this matchup is impossible i mean i think i would have to go with the 1960s my top two bands are the beach boys and the beatles Mm. um but i love led zeppelin like a lot i love the who Mm. we saw the who just back to concert experiences maybe that'll be a segment we love music we love watching people play music this is concert experiences. Concert experiences. Concert experiences <laughs> with Nia and Trent. We saw The Who. A podcast within a podcast. That was the first concert we... Well, that's not true. We saw Jukebox the Ghost together. Mm-hmm. But I feel like The Who was really our first concert as... like, Because we went to Jukebox with other people. Mm-hmm. But we just went to the Who by ourselves. It was May 2019, cold as all get out. Mm-hmm. Saw them in Tinley Park. In the suburbs of Chicago. Oh my gosh. They rocked. They freaking rocked. They absolutely crushed they it. They sounded as good as ever. Quite frankly, they still were moving pretty well. Holy cow. Like Both I saw, of them. And I, then Zach Starkey on drums. Unbelievable. Yeah. I saw Kansas, the band, a couple... 
maybe five or six years before we saw The Who, and they still sounded great, but none of them, not a single member in the band could physically <laughs> move outside of playing their instrument. So it was an extremely static show. They sounded great still. I want to emphasize that. It, this was no Heart situation where Heart had a bad first concert <laughs> and then made up for it. Kansas had a great concert, but visually the experience left a lot to be desired. Trent's going to start his own podcast called What I Wanted from All the Concerts <laughs> I've Ever Been To and Didn't Get. Um, but yeah, man, the Who rocked. And the last thing I'll say about the concert, because I tell everybody uh, two things. One, there was a whole orchestra there. Yes. They played a suite from Tommy and a suite from Quadrophenia, which is bananas. And then the best part of the concert was when they play, played Won't Get Fooled Again, which is one of their most famous songs. It was only Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend. Mm-hmm. Pete Townsend on guitar, Roger on vocals. That was it. No one else was on stage. It was like a 10-minute masterclass in how to be a freaking rock star. It was incredible. Oh, my gosh. It was so good, you guys. Go see The Who when things open back up. I hope they tour again because they were so, so good. Yeah. In, 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 the, for me, like I said, pretty much 1970s are the only... It's the only music I consistently listen to. I also, like Neil, love all music and can pretty much listen to anything. But the rock and roll 1970s is what I'm consistently going back to. Some of my other favorite bands were formed in the 1970s. We're talking the Bay Area's finest, Journey. We're talking <laughs> Sticks. If you want to see a oh, yeah. great fucking concert, go to a Sticks show. I cannot emphasize that enough. Foreigner, I mean, there's just... It's, it's rock and roll, and I got rock and roll in my blood. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it, folks. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Beatles, but the 1970s just produced too many bands. You know what I mean? Well, the Eagles. Oh, my God. The Eagles were great. The last thing great that. Great concert. The last thing that we need to mention before we move on is that 1960s and this list of artists speaks to that. The 1960s was also the advent of Motown. Mm. And, and mm-hmm. that the, Motown's impact on popular music cannot be overstated yeah it's so important to popular music it uh, it, if you love the beach boys then you'll know that brian wilson's favorite song is be my baby by the ronettes i love the ronettes and they're not motown they were phil Spector, but it's that like the girl groups of the motown sound groups oh man I mean, just, I would vote, I would go 60s. I think Trent's going 70s. I don't know who will win the matchup. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. And like I said, Nia admitted she was biased towards the 40s. I'm saying right now, I'm biased towards the 70s. That's personally my pick to win. Do I think they will win? Uh, Probably not, but people also... maybe people love to rock. And you know what? Something on this list that's not in the 70s artist list but is important it also is disco. Oh, yes. That's missing from the artist list, but, man, the 70s had some good funk. Like, Earth, I, I mean, Earth, Wind, and Fire isn't disco, but that they're very so 70s to me as well. The Bee Gees. Watch that documentary on HBO Max. Oh, sad. R.I.P. HBO Max in our tournament from last week. A little spoiler, HBO Max didn't make the finals. 
go back and listen to Friday's episode to see who did. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's push, hop on over. Push come to shove, we think the '60s or the '70s is coming out of the left side of the bracket. I think the '60s are. Even though, I mean, not just because I would vote for it. I think the 60s are, they're more culturally iconic. The 60s as a decade Mm. is iconic. Mm. I mean, sans music even. People Mm -hmm. are like, that's when, you know, the revolution of change was happening. And uh, and then I'll say my prediction, my official prediction for this week's bracket will be the 1970s wins the left side. We'll see. Let's pop on over to the right to the quote unquote modern era. <laughs> the 1980s versus the 1990s. I mean, you and me, absolutely zero contest about what we think, but we'll get there. Uh, the 1980s top artists Michael Jackson, number one, Prince, Madonna, U2 at number four. Uh, <laughs> I wrote The Boss, and that's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> uh, Run DMC, Van Halen, Public Enemy, Billy Joel, all white people's favorite artists, mm-hmm. and The Police at number 10. Which is interesting because The Police were founded in the 70s? I'm, I'm not look, sure. I'm look it Trent's up. looking that up. Um, the 80s had such a different sound, and I think... What made the 80s different than yeah, all of the music before. The police were founded in 77. But they didn't get hot, hot, hot until the 80s. They didn't get top 10 until the 80s. Exactly. Of the decade. The the thing, I mean, you can't, it, it's tech, the technology. It This was like the tech decade. Everyone's using a synth in every single song, no matter what. Rap started coming into prominence. Rap growing. From its start in also the 70s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I love seeing Run, Run DMC in six, at number six here. And Public Enemy right behind it. It's, you know, hip-hop is on the rise. And uh, it's also kind of a... I know that I complained about the 1950s not being cohesive. I don't think the 80s is very cohesive. No. Nor back to the 70s. But I think that the 1950s really doesn't have an excuse for not being cohesive. I think that the reason that the 70s and 80s weren't cohesive is because, you know, more people just started listening to more different kinds of music. Radio didn't dominate, records dominated, and you could buy whatever record you wanted to buy. Yeah, I... That I'm, that's might be a lie. I, I don't really, know. I really only feel like the 1940s were the year that was musically cohesive. Everything other than that feels like there's like all kinds more of stuff than going one on. Genre really popping off. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The 1980s, the top ten. Uh, oh no, the 1990s. Excuse me, the top ten of that were Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Radiohead, Tupac, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Beck. Smashing Pumpkins, Beastie Boys, R.E.M., and Dr. Dre. I'll say up front, the 90s is not my decade for music. And I will say for me personally, yes as well. And it's, you know, if my band is listening to this podcast, you won't be surprised. Because we played a lot of 90s songs. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've never heard this song before. Mm-hmm. It's just not. I tried to explain this to you a few weeks ago. Do you remember this? Why I was like, the n- music from the 90s makes me feel lost. 
because and abandoned. I don't know why, but Be- well, because but it makes me music, feel so sad. People writing music in the nineties were sad and lost and abandoned and didn't know what to do. Kurt Cobain. Yeah, it's not a feel good decade for me. No. Like, the only thing that I have maybe warm feeling towards is, like, anything that TLC did. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where it ends. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm a big Beastie Boy guy, but otherwise I agree. Like, for me, my my disconnect from the 90s, I was born in 1990. Yeah. So I was and, listening to straight up, like, Blues Clues music. Yeah. Well, so that's what I was going to say. The music I was listening to was stuff from the 70s and the 80s, and or the... Yeah, the 70s and the 80s and the 60s. Because that's what because your parents listened exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. My dad listened to rock and roll. And if I'm in the car with my dad, which I was a lot, then I'm listening to rock and roll. Yeah. And so I was never like exposed to the music of my time, so to speak, I guess. You know, like the CDs I was discovering were old yes. rock and roll CDs from the 80s, 70s, 60s. Here's a question. Yeah. Did you have a cassette player, a portable cassette player? Mm-hmm. Do you remember your first tape? Because I remember my first tape. I don't. Uh, it was probably a book. Mm, book on tape. Yeah. Audiobooks used to be called books. <laughs> books on tape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my first, my first cassette tape, and I think this person dominates perhaps both decades and beyond. Was Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Best artist of all time. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> Uh, I think the 80s is going to take this, honestly, but... Yeah, I think the 90s will win. I would vote the 80s, but I think the 90s will win because that's People like... like the 90s. Yeah. I don't get it. If you... Please, write in. Tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me what I should listen to better. Yeah. Better e- yet. Email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can shoot us a DM on any of our social media platforms. But, Anything. like, currently, the current stage of our podcast mm-hmm. is small. Mm-hmm. And our friends are listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. and our friends are our age, mm-hmm. and our friends like music from the '90s. They do. So, I would assume the '90s will win this. So, I guess this, you know, this could be a big secret among just me and Trent that I don't have any real connection, emotional connection to the '90s. So, even more, if you're my personal friend and you think that I'm wrong, please tell me what to listen to, and I'll yeah. listen to it. And and I also don't have a personal connection to the '90s, as stated. And I don't care. I'm gonna keep listening to rock and roll from the '70s. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's just who I am. Okay. Hard segue to to our last matchup. The 2000s. We have another two lister here. Why why is that? The two lister here was between a top forty aggregator website and Billboard themselves. Mm. Um. I would guess that there's two different lists in two different places because the 2000s, as we all know, is when digital music started happening. Mm-hmm. And so it was tough to... Radio no longer became, was king in determining who was on the top of the charts. Okay, here are the top 10 of the top 40 from the 2000s. Outcast. Number one. As they should be. <laughs> Eminem. Coldplay, Radiohead, Kanye West, Alicia Keys, U2, System of a Down, White Stripes, and Green Day. And then the top 10 of the Billboard list is Eminem, Usher, 
Nelly, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, 50 Cent, Nickelback, Britney Spears, Destiny's Child, Jay-Z. The Billboard list to me feels more authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, just from growing up and remembering who was on the radio. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe you 2 got a lot of play in the 2000s. I don't know. Mm. I don't remember. I do have a clear memory of being in my grandmother's car. She must have been legitimately probably 70 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And me forcing her to play Top 40s and Grills was on. Remember the song Grills? Can you sing it a little? It's like... Smile for me, Daddy. I'm looking at your grills. You're looking. I want to see your grills. You no, want to see my what? Not at all. Yeah, your grills. Who's the got artist? a whole top diamonds in the bottom rose gold? Who's the artist? That's a good question. Trent's gonna look that up for us. I don't. This is not sounding familiar at all. It goes like That's kind of how it. It's oh, by Nelly. Nelly. Of course. That's why I saw Nelly and I must have just inherently. Our good friend Nelly. Known. Um, listen, the 2000s were a wild time. I feel like growing up rap was absolutely king. Mm-hmm. It was on. That's all that was in. That was on the radio. Yeah. In the 2000s. Um, but also I appreciate the green days on that first list because. American Idiot was the soundtrack of my sixth grade year. Well, I was going to say, I feel like the only thing that wasn't rap or hip hop that I heard on the radio was Green Day. Yeah. On holiday. (laughs) The top 10 of the 2010s. We got Drake at number one, Rihanna, Bruno Mars, Justin Bieber, Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift, Post Malone, Ariana Grande, Maroon 5, and Katy Perry. And Billboard's list is not on here because they're announcing the top five at the Billboard Music Awards, which is sometime in the future. Or else I would have included their list as well. But I do know that their number six slot went to Ed Sheeran. And I think that that he's important to add to this because Mm. he had a lot of hits. He did. I don't know why Adele's not on this list. uh, Ed Sheeran and Adele both fall into this category of something I'm noticing. The 2010s... More than any other year, Mm -hmm. the top artists are singular artists. Solo artists. No bands outside of Maroon 5. Gone are the days of the band. Yeah, everything else. Other than the 1940s and 50s, everything else was dominated by bands Mm -hmm. for the most most part. I wonder why that is. Maybe because... One Direction broke up and that was that. Everybody knows I love One Direction. Um, and that was a, I literally remember the day they called it quits. And people texted me. They were like, Are you okay? And I was like, That's what makes you beautiful, you know? No. I don't know. One Direction's really good. Oh my gosh, if you ever want to have a conversation about why I think that One Direction was on the trajectory to become the new Beatles, please reach out to me because I have a whole theory. And I'm angry that they cut it off before they could reach their full potential. But now, also, though, I see it coming out in Harry and Niall. Whatever. This is a different conversation. Um, 2010s, you know, a lot of high school memories, a lot of college memories. The 2010s are, you know, they just ended. So I I don't Mm -hmm. know. I mean, 
I love Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. I love Bruno Mars. I really like Nicki Minaj. I am not a Swifty. I'm a bit of a Swifty. <sighs> I'm not a full-blown Swifty, but I, I don't think she sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think she's a bad singer. I think she's a fine songwriter. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Come for me. Yikes. Come for me. I dare you. <laughs> Email us at the tournament podcast at gmail.com. Tell, I'm begging for... Tell Nia why she's wrong. <laughs> tell Nia why she's wrong about Taylor Swift or... Or tell her why she's right about Taylor Swift. Oh, I know there's some allies out there. Come on. Besides my mom, mm. who also doesn't like her. Mm. Um, Drake, you know, I, I, I've i listened to his music. It's on the radio ever since the Millie Bobby Brown stuff. Mm. I, I've... Tough. I can't... I can't really do it Tough. anymore. So, sorry. Um... I don't know who's going to win. I think I would vote the 2000s. I just like, none of these artists really stick out to me as like bad. I mean, Beyonce is like queen of the last two decades. It's like Outkast I listen to. Eminem I listen to. Beyonce I listen to. I love Coldplay. Kanye I listen to. Alicia Keys I listen to. Yeah. White Stripes, Green Day, Destiny's Child, Britney Spears. Like these people still had an impact in my life maybe not as big as the rock and roll from the 70s but like when kanye dropped gold digger yeah i was like this is the greatest song ever Mm -hmm. in my little 10 year old heart i was like this rocks you were listening to kanye's gold digger as a 10 year old that's when it came out i mean i just told you i told you lyrics are a little inappropriate for you nia that's true but they were playing it at the fire hall dances that I yeah. told you about the other day. Yeah. I used to go to these dances at the fire hall between fourth and sixth grade. And I'll tell you what, that song fucking rocks. Yeah, it does. That, and then back to Rihanna, even though she's in 2010s, the reason that I brought that up the other day was because S.O.S. by Rihanna used to play all the time, well, which samples an 80s song. Which 80s song? Um... Tainted Love. Yes. Oh yeah, we looked that up. We looked that up the other day. I couldn't remember. I had to. I had to sing it out. Yeah. Well, Rihanna. It's interesting. She was in the top ten of the 2010s, but musically, she debuted in the mid 2000s. Yeah. So it's like she is a top ten of 2010 or whatever, but like. She was still starting she, to do the damn thing. She the, had that other song before SOS, Ponda Replay, I think was her first hit. Remember mm. Ponda Replay? Maybe if I heard it. I'm not going to sing it. Okay. So you guys can look it up. I'm sure you remember. I wasn't I wasn't saying that you needed to sing it. I was saying in order for me to know what the song is, I need to hear it. I get it. I wasn't saying you gotta sing this right. Remember now. that Kristen Wiig sketch where she was like, "Don't make me sing." Yes, that's me. Remember the Rihanna sketch, Shirani. Yeah, I do. Uh, Shirani Part Two on Turtleneck and Chain mm-hmm. might have been my most played track on Turtleneck and Chain. Should we do Lonely Island songs? Wow. That's a big maybe. Yeah. I'd That's be, a huge possibility. I'd be interested in that. We'll discuss off air or 
if you have any interest in us doing some type of lonely island tournament or bracket whatever it is let us know reach out let us know if you're interested in that um okay we have the 80s 90s 2000s 2010s what do you think is so i i i think the 90s will win yeah and then we got the 2000s and the 2010s who do you think's winning this matchup i think it i think the final might be oh the 2010s and 2000s matchup mm-hmm. uh might be 2010s honestly wow but do you think either of these 2000s or 2010s can can beat the 1990s no, that's oh. what I was going to say. I think our final matchup will be the 90s for sure, and then the, the 60s or 70s. The 70s. The 60s uh, or 70s. The 70s. <laughs> a, hot, a hot little guitar lick. Whoever yeah. it is. Um, I mean, it, and and if the 90s win the whole shebang... Then I don't get it. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm happy to I'm happy to admit that I'm happy to own that I don't understand. Yeah, I think I've talked myself into predicting the '90s will be the victor of this, and I, I'm right there with you. I don't, I don't. Here's the thing: I don't necessarily don't get it in the way that you don't get it. Yeah, but I'm just like not connected to it. I prefer the '70s. You know, there sure. are songs from the '90s that I love. But, yeah, you know, I'm not. Uh, that ain't me. That ain't me. That's not anybody. What's that from? Drunk Uncle. Drunk Uncle. A lot of SNL references. Ooh, maybe a, a little tease. hint for the future. <laughs> a little tease for the future. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up. That's it. That wraps that up in a nice little bow. Um, for the particulars, as per usual, if you would like to vote in this tournament, which we would love for you to do. Please vote in the tournament. And thank you for listening. And thank you for voting previously or in the future. Um, Long time listener, first time voter. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to vote in this tournament or any future tournaments, please visit thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. And then we have a vote here button. You click on that button. It takes you to our vote center. Which you Our then vote center, which you then have to click on that button. As I've said before, it's a two-click system. We're sorry, but that's just the way it has to be right now. Two clicks though gets you to the current bracket and the voting for the week, and uh, you can vote on the best decade in music. Or of course, you can follow us at the Tourney Pod on um, Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter and on TikTok, and. Um, there is a link to vote on three out of four of those. TikTok is not uh, active yet. TikTok's not up and running, but I've got a lot of ideas. <laughs> so just yeah. you wait. So follow us there. Um, also, the link to vote will be in the show notes. So you could go that route as well. Um, we want the link to be as ex- to the vote center to be as accessible as possible. So yeah. you'll find it no matter where you end up. Yeah, just look somewhere. We'll probably be reposting it on our personal accounts across yeah, yeah, the board. Yeah. Vote all week. Vote. So this will be. It's another eight seater. So it'll be the same as um, same last week. So voting is open now. Monday. It's open now. And for the first round, the quarterfinals, we're gonna go through Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, we'll be voting on the semifinals. Thursday, we'll be voting on the finals matchup. And then Friday, as usual, we will reveal on a fresh episode of the pod mm-hmm. who won uh, which 
decade of music is the best decade of music mm-hmm. tournament mm-hmm. on the tournament podcast uh nia do you have anything else you want to add any final thoughts or predictions or any anything to add i'm really proud of myself for not going into detail at all about the beach boys we glossed over them yeah you have some pretty specific beach boy tournament ideas for the future though I do, and Trent's not excited about it. I'm not not excited <laughs> about it. That's rude. That's all I have to say is that I'm proud that I held steady. Great. Good what job. Do, you, do you have anything to say? Nothing but good, 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 good vibrations over 100% here. 100% going to get in trouble here for on my end. <laughs> I didn't sing anything I sang well enough for it to be recognizable, suable, you know? Okay. In my personal opinion. All right. And that's just me. Okay. Okay, let's get out of here. Nice. Uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, We'll talk to you again on Friday. Go vote. And remember, the the thing thing with with the the most most votes wins. Thanks for listening to the Tournament Podcast. Please like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listened. A five-star rating or a positive review is helpful and appreciated, too. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at TheTourneyPod. You can email us at thetournamentpodcast at gmail.com, or you can visit our webpage at thetridentnetwork.com slash the-tourney-pod. The Tournament Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. The Tournament Podcast is edited by Nia D'Amelio. The theme music is also composed by Nia D'Amelio. Tune in Friday to find out who won the best decade in music tournament.